Season 2. This week I sat down with my friend Yucky Tom from Twitter and we had a good chat around a lot of music actually, a lot of stuff that we kind of have in common, but some stuff maybe I didn't know before and was kind of new to me and uh, yeah, very enjoyable conversation and hopefully one that you'll enjoy listening to. This week the podcast is supported by the David Sheldrick Wildlife Trust, you can find a link to those in the show notes which is a wildlife charity based in Africa um, that Tom wants to support. So if you want to support the podcast in any way, then give money to the David Sheldrick Wildlife Trust. With no further ado, let's let's listen to it and find out if Yucky Tom is interested in music. So um, we'll just get right into it if you're ready. Sure. Cool. Um, okay, so to start us off, who are you? What do you do? Where are you from? Tell us a few things about you, Yucky Tom. Uh, my name's Tom. I'm from New Jersey, mm-hmm. uh, USA. <laughs> I run a <laughs> asphalt plant. Not New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. And... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I like music a lot. Nice. Um, whereabouts in New Jersey are you from? Uh, the Jersey Shore, actually. I mean, I'm not from there, but that's where I'm at now. Right, right, right. Are you where? Are you, where are you originally from? Uh, Railway. Um, basically, the only thing anyone knows it for is the prison. But uh, okay, I I know very little about anything in Jersey, but I know that I was there last year. I went and stayed with Will. And uh, stayed with him in uh, Voorhees, which I think is like basically in Philadelphia rather than like it's over the border, but it's yeah, not basically. really like in Jersey. Yeah, so I've been there. I know what it's all about. I've, I'm basically <laughs> a native. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right, let's 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 get into the actual music questions. That's a succinct introduction and that's what we need here. What was the first album you bought with your own money? With my own money, uh, was uh, yes. It's dark and hell is hot from DMX. Stop, drop, shut them down, open up shop. Oh no, that's how rough fighters roll. Stop, drop, shut them down. I 
I remember. I mean, <laughs> I want to know why. <laughs> because, like, DMX, like, I like hip hop, but DMX sucks. Nah, man, he was the shit back then. It's Dark and Hell is Hot was the <laughs> shit. Like, I was, God, I don't remember, maybe 11, you know? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he was, it was right when Rough Riders Anthem came out, you know? And, and like, in the yeah. mid to late 90s, that's what hip-hop was, you know? Yeah. People forget. Like, that DMX was the just, man before he fucking, you know, fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a dude shouting his own name for an sure, hour. Sure, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he was, you know, he's New York. That's as close as you got to New Jersey hip hop, besides like uh, Redman <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Naughty by Nature. So, uh, what was your favorite track from? Was it Rough Riders Anthem? No, no, that was that. You know, that was the commercial shit. No way, I was, you know, a real hardcore. Oh, you, you went head. deep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I uh, I like Damien. Why isn't every move I make turned out to be a bad uh-huh. one? Where's my guardian angel? Need one? What's your hand one? Yeah. I'm right here, shorty, and I'ma hold you down. Right. Trying to fuck all these bitches, I'ma show sure you how. Okay. But who? Name D like you, but my friends call me Damien, and I'ma put you into something. Uh-huh. About this Damien, you and me can take it there, and you'll be the hottest nigga ever living. That's, That's a given? You'll see. Hmm. That's what I've been wanting all my life. Thinking about my little man, so I call my wife. Your dad that's about to make it happen. Um, the one right. where he's talking to himself, but he's like the devil or yeah. whatever. Oh man, that song is yep. still so fucking dope. <laughs> it's, I mean, I don't know if it is, but I'm, I'm glad you enjoy it. Do you, do you still go back and listen to it? <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, I listen to Damien. Like, you know, with, with the way music works now, Spotify and shit like that, you don't have to like go find your yeah. CD and shit. I wouldn't do that for it. But, yeah. like, I'll throw on fucking Damien, or I'll throw on, like, uh, you know, Bring Your Whole Crew, which is not on that album, but, you know, still, New York hip-hop. <laughs> Were you into other New York, or generally hip-hop? But I guess, like you say, there's a local thing, I guess, um, with the New York scene. Yeah, well, it's like I said, you know, that's just how things were back then. That's, that was rap, you know? <laughs> like, after you yeah. had, like, Biggie and Tupac were gone and all that, um, you know, rap started to get. I like see. I like bad rap. I like good, uh, thoughtful yeah. hip hop, but I like bad rap too. Because when I was coming of age, you know, the early two thousands, rap was like all about the party. So it was like even DMX had that fucking party up song, which is very much about a brutal murder, at least one. But it's called Party Up, and it's a party <laughs> song. Yep. <laughs> and like growing up, growing up in Rawway, you know, Rawway was predominantly black, and so. You know, we had, we had kids, you know, we were friends with everybody. And, you know, we'd go to these parties and everybody would be there. And, you know, you'd go to parties and at home, you're listening to Green Day and shit like that. But, you know, I listened to that at the party, you know. So, you know, I had a lot of black friends and, you know, grew up listening to, you know, DMX and Jay-Z and all that stuff. And, you know, Biggie and Tupac. Yeah. But then the early 2000s when we're like, you know, 14, 15 years old. I had moved to the Jersey Shore already, but my father still lived in Rawway, so I was back there a lot to, you know, party and hang out and shit, and, you know, early 2000s hip-hop is when, like, Nelly came out, and, like, they had all those dance, <laughs> you know, numbers and shit. It was bad. It was very bad, but I still love that stuff. Like, yeah. I still love, like, yeah, I, I mean... still love, like, Billy's Most Wanted, all that shit, all those one-hit wonders from back then. 
I can't, I just can't get on board with it at all. I mean, I guess it's a totally different experience, you know, like, I didn't have that. I didn't have other people, like, the people who liked hip-hop when it was in that, I guess there's always been, like, throughout, so, like, that was popular, but there was still good shit as well, but, like, yeah. when that was popular and that was what was people, what people were into, I was going to, we didn't really, like, have big parties and stuff where I was from, certainly not hip-hop parties, it was more like, we'd go to the park and we'd listen to some emo stuff and we'd drink like cheap cider yeah. in the swings and like that was that was it we didn't have big hip-hop parties yeah well i mean this is around the same time i started you know i met the kids i would be in all my bands with and stuff like yeah. 14 15 years old because like i said i actually lived in yeah. shore and like one of my better friends moved from uh, another shore town moved down and we started you know i started playing bass to be in his band and, uh, hmm. you know, that's when I got into, that's when I learned, <laughs> I always say that's when I learned there was more uh, to rock music than corn and Limp Bizkit. Like, because when I was in like seventh and eighth <laughs> grade, like, that's the shit that was popular yeah. and shit, you know? And like, so like ninth yeah, grade, yeah. tenth grade, that, ninth grade, I remember I walked into a Hot Topic probably to get a corn shirt or some dumb shit. And uh, <laughs> fucking Saves the Day Through Being Cool was there on like the listening station. like oh shit you know i'd never heard anything like that before in my life and and uh the band i was in we played a lot of like, we played a lot of like green day and blink 22 covers and stuff like that because that's the type of shit the kids were into and i like you know i didn't really yeah. fuck with it that much but i listened to saves today and that you know they're from you know from right where i'm from and changed my life changed my whole whole perspective on music and i still listen to the, that same shit you know this, like the shit you said you and i listen to the same shit i still listen to all that yeah. like now you know, I still go yeah. back. I um, I think it's interesting because like all the kind of emo bands I grew up on are all from your corner of the world. Like right. the scene there was huge. Everyone mm -hmm. is from mm -hmm. there, um, and like there's such a common sound. And like I don't know, like I could talk about like Thursday and Saves the Day <laughs> and. Like, I mean, even like MCR and people like that, all from the kind of same pocket of the world, and all of that kind of had such a big impact on what I liked and listened to. And in a similar way to you, it kind of totally changed what I knew. Like, Green Day and Blink are the introduction, and then everyone finds Corn and everyone finds Slipknot, and you have that mm -hmm. new metal phase because that's what was there. You got right, your right. Uh, uh, who was the other one? Linkin Park, and then oh, all yeah. of a sudden, <laughs> someone plays you like Finch or something, and then it just changes. Right. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so the other answer you gave me was uh, Dookie by Green Day. So how did you come about getting that album? Well, that's, yeah, that's what, like, that's what I said. Like, It's Dark and Hell is Hot was with my own money. Like, that was like, you know, mowing lawns and shit like that. Like, Dookie I got when I was eight, nine. I think it came out in 94, so that would make me nine. So I think, like, you know, you know my mom took me to Sam Goody or whatever, and didn't know what was on it and you know bought me yeah. a fucking album called Dookie
That was, I mean, that changed a lot of people's lives, you know, like that one, that's yeah. like the most commercially, that's when like, you know, they still called them alternative music because they didn't know what to call it. It was like before pop punk and all, and emo and all that stuff was even around. Yeah. And it was like, you know, kids like us grew up listening to that and it turned into the sound that like we listen to like Thursday and Saves the Day. And I just think mm. that's such an, I still listen to it. I, I listen to like, like I have like on Spotify, I like making playlists. And I have one, every time yeah. I have one by like one of my favorite artists, I, yeah, I call it, um, you know, blah, 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 fucking rips. And like, so I have a Green Day one that's called, that's called Green Day used to fucking rip. <laughs> so it's just like all the first, it's like the first three albums or whatever, all my favorite tracks from there. And I mean like two thirds yeah. of Green Day, I mean two thirds of Dookie is on there. You know, it's, I still. Yeah, I mean, I think those first three albums, what's that, uh, Insomniac, Nimrod, and Dookie, are like the three of them back. I can listen to all three back to back even now yep. and just yep. hear them all the way through and nothing gets skipped. And I just love every single bit of it. And then after that, it takes a bit of a dive for me, Green Day, but. Right, you know, oh yeah, right. for sure. No, um, but yeah, even like, like I said, like um, in like 99 or 2000 when I started being in all those bands like my my one friend moved to brick which is where i live at the shore um yeah he was like oh you like green day i said ah, i mean yeah i used to listen to him when i was a kid or whatever and he was like no like listen to this stuff and it was the shit from before dookie with like kerplunk and then they have that yeah. one that's like a bunch of eps thrown together oh and it's fucking incredible is man. that it's, one, it's, it's called like, like shenanigans or something isn't it is uh they've got it I think they took a. I think that's like a greatest hits they did, that they like took a bunch of the right, other shit right. and put on there. But like the one I'm talking about, they have it on Spotify. It's like, thousand and thirty nine smoothed out slappy hours. They call it, um, and it's just like a collection of their first EPs from like the shit they were writing when they were like sixteen years old. And I mean, it's like, yeah. it's Green Day and it's his voice and it's their music and but like Trey Cool wasn't even there yet and like, yeah. um. They have like fucking guitar solos and shit, man. It's a, it's wild. It's totally different. It's like Billy Joe at like sixteen years yeah. old writing fucking Chuck Berry guitar solos. It's wild. <laughs> when you go back and find that early stuff, it kind of really changes things sometimes. And it's cool when someone introduces you to it. Like I remember being like eleven years old and wanting a Blink album for Christmas, and my aunt bought me one. Like. I wanted her to buy me Enema of the State and that was that was on my list but I just wrote Blink-182 that's yeah. all I wanted and she found in like the bargain bin in a supermarket um, she found an album that I'd never heard of that turned out to be Buddha which was like mm. a limited press and somehow someone yeah. had chucked it in like a bargain bin in a supermarket and she bought it for me and I've still got it and like that like totally changed the way I heard Blink as well like the like to hear in the origin and hear where they went on to and it kind of makes the journey feel a little bit more rounded because you think like how do these kids who are like 15 or 16 or whatever have such a polished sound to begin with and they clearly right, don't right. but yep, you just yep, don't yep. hear the early stuff but then when you get back to it, it like it's insane yeah yeah it's uh, 
same thing for me where like um like I said the same the same kid got me into um we were into Blink or whatever and you know we would do like Blink covers and shit and like you know we were getting into that type of music and like you know you listen to Damn It you hear Damn It on the radio every five seconds back then and then like you said like I discovered Buddha and Cheshire Cat and I was like holy shit like this stuff was better than than the stuff they're playing on the radio like what happened it, but this is how it goes. Yeah, man, it's um, I like I I do I enjoy listening to the change. Sometimes it's a shame because of how raw they sound to begin with, and you want them to keep it. But I guess right. in some ways that's what's such a good thing about Spotify. And in fact, this is actually quite a good link that I've accidentally made to the next question. What are you currently listening to? Because <laughs> one of your answers to this, I've been listening to, and so much of the stuff is so raw and demos and live tracks and everything and that's uh i mean i'll let you say what you're listening to but i've particularly been checking out dikembe yeah oh i oh man <laughs> uh i just love them i love every song i've ever heard by them i love everything they've recorded basically a lot you know they've been around super long but they've been around longer yeah. than i've known about them and i always like to come into a band after they've been around for a while so i can you know go back like like we were talking about and oh yeah. just their first album like the eps they do they did this whole thing last year where they were just like covering a song a month and they were going to put it out as uh like a 12 song thing yeah. I, Spotify was real slow with it, so I don't I don't know if they ever got all twelve. They only have like five songs on there, but yeah, I just love them, and I and I do think like they're the one band that like um, I'll always like just like at them and and tweet about like how fucking good they are and everything, and just like yeah. I, I do it every couple months, right? Because I just I think everybody should <laughs> listen to them. I, I just really love them, and I don't know them or anything. You know, I don't know these guys. Um, yeah, they're from like Gainesville, Florida, or something. And I just think they're incredible. Like they, they just have this familiar sound that's different enough to where they don't sound like anybody else. And his voice doesn't sound like anybody else. And his, his lyrics are fucking incredible. I, I, I think like um, they're kind of, I, I like really into lyrics and like they're, they're kind of like the way Keith Buckley from Every Time I Die writes, I think he's my favorite lyricist ever. I mean, um, but like he just, I don't know. He has his own style too, this guy from Dikembe. His name's Randy. I don't know. Everything about their sound, man, I, I just really like at this point in my life. <laughs> yeah, they um they remind me of a lot of other stuff I listen to, but they I think you're right, they have their own style. It's a lot more, I don't know, it sounds a lot more punky than a lot of the kind of emo stuff that's around now, like right. even the kind of punkier right. end of emo. It's like a little bit off the end of that. And I like I like their, their lyrics. Sometimes their lyrics come across like really like abrasive and aggressive and I like that I like the way he delivers them in his singing style um, yeah. but they've done so much cool stuff and like, like you, you were mentioning their covers I was going to say um, I only heard today for the first time their cover of Monkey Gone to Heaven 
and I'm always yeah, cautious yeah. when someone covers a song I love and they did such a good job on it it's like they just everything I hear by them they absolutely smash I, I'm getting so into them recently yeah yeah like just so good I mean they even did a cover of like they did that Frank Ocean cover and it's like you know this fucking uh, R&B giant with a yeah. crazy range and they still did him justice by covering it and it's just like so wild you know like it's weird to think about yeah. but it, I really enjoy that version too and uh, yeah I, I don't know man I just love them and I, I actually got to see them uh, last month at uh, this at a brewery actually um, this place right. uh, a couple towns over like 20 minutes away uh, it's called Asbury Park Brewery uh, kind of like a small craft brewery but they um they do shows sometimes and i saw them and slingshot dakota who's another incredible band uh they're just like a two-piece band it's a um it's just a keyboard and drums and however they do it they make they make that those two instruments together sound incredible too but i saw the two of them and it cost me you know ten dollars and there was probably 20 of us there maybe so i was standing like standing like right across from the dude but i'm like you know, I, I get, like, super anxious. I, I can't, like, um, talk to people too well. <laughs> so, like, I wasn't about to walk up to them or nothing and be like, hey, man, I fucking love you guys. But I think I told the bass player because I, buy- I was buying his shirt, and I think the bass player sold it to me. I, I told him. I was like, I fucking love you guys. But I, I get it. I get intimidated. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to talk to the bass player. Like, it's just up the <laughs> yeah. back anyway. It's not, it's not the main guy. Um, what's, what would you say is your favorite track by them, or can you not pick? Uh, it's tough to pick, but um, every time I find a new band and I listen to a new band, um, I always have a special place in my heart for the very first song I heard by them, because it's like yeah. what gets me into them and what gets me to go, holy shit. So the very first song I heard was the first song off Mediumship is uh, Even Bother. incredible just the way it's like it starts really low and just comes in full force and shit I think um, I think the first song I heard by them was uh, Scotty Spliffin which I think is mm. I think it's their top one on Spotify and it's like it's by no means their best song but it mm. samples uh, a bit of dialogue from Freaks and Geeks when he's talking mm. when Jason mm. Siegel's talking about his <laughs> drum kit and I remember hearing it the first time and being like Hmm, I know this, I like this. And yeah, it just kind yeah. of, you know, hooked me in. And I I, I, I said to you the other day, I um, I listened to them a bunch when I first heard it and then didn't really pay much mind again. And they came on a bunch on different, like, other artists' radios and that. And I never really kind of sat down too much to listen to them. I think I probably listened to maybe the like, top 20 or whatever on Spotify like a few right. times and then didn't really concentrate. But I went through and listened to some of the albums and Jesus Christ, their albums are so good. <laughs> so good, man. Back to I think the, I think 
the first one, Broad Shoulders, is the one for me. I, um, I, I, honestly, it's so good. I loved how it's um, all the songs are so short; they're like two minutes long every song, and it's just mm. like really like kind of almost like thrashy, and it just like bangs it out, and then you're it's over before you even realize what's happening. Yeah, that's that's how they are live too. <laughs> yeah, awesome. It, yeah, it reminds me of some of Joyce Manor's cool stuff. Like Joyce Manor, you listen to it; they don't even have a fucking intro. Like, there's no instrumental intro. You just start singing. Yeah. <laughs> People used to tell me that I could buy and sell me. There's no such thing as luck. Well, hey, okay, then hey. Yeah, so good. I love them. I would, I would love to see Joyce Banner play. They, um, it's hard because like those sorts of bands, like kind of small bands, who I'm st- like I get into and I know them because it's so easy to hear music now on Spotify. It's like it's so easy to hear it from over here, but it's not right. so easy for them to get over here to play right. somewhere <laughs> near where I live. Like it's um, there's bands who I like I get into and they're like they've never played outside of like the west coast or something and i'm like well the chances of them getting over here are pretty fucking small so it's um <laughs> yeah joyce manor is one who gets over here every now and then so i'm, I'm hoping with this new album yeah, i was gonna out, say they're, to get they're sort of big right yeah i mean they're blowing up all the time they're getting bigger yeah. every time and i think there was a like actual i noticed like excitement online for their newest album coming out um mm-hmm. which i love by the way. Me too. Uh, yeah, me too. The f- first listen, I was like, I don't know if this is as good. And then the second listen, I was like, oh no, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, we were just talking about seeing some some of those bands live and seeing Dikembe um, brings us on again. I'm, I'm getting good at doing these kind of plugs into the next <laughs> question, but um, <laughs> what's uh, what would you say is the best live show you've ever seen? Ah, man, that's such a tricky question for me because <laughs> yep, <laughs> uh, it sucks so bad. Um, last it was like almost it was almost exactly a year ago. Um, we um, went to Baltimore. I really like Baltimore; it's like my favorite city in the world. Um, so we went there just to kind of hang out, and it just so happened that Brand New was there at the same time. Yeah. So we went to go see them at the Hippodrome, and it was them and. Uh, What's called um, Nada Surf, who I didn't know kicked a ton of ass, but now I do know that um, because they were fucking awesome. Uh, Nada Surf was incredible live, and now I'm like really into them too. Yeah. But yeah, this was like literally days before all that shit about Jesse, Jesse Lacey came out. Yeah. So like, ah, like <laughs> when science fiction came out, I. I had it pre-ordered on vinyl and all this shit and, and it came out and I was listening to it over and over on Spotify all day at work. I worked like 12, 14 hour days and I would just listen to it yeah. and I loved it. I, I loved everything about it. I loved every song, no skips, shit like that. And I was just listening and listening and then we found out that we could go see them in uh, Baltimore and it was an excellent show. They, their set list was incredible. Um, I don't really remember it now, but just everything you wanted to hear from them and then, you know, uh, 
literally days later it yeah. came out that he was doing all that terrible shit. Yeah. And I literally, once it came out, I haven't listened to them since. I, I literally have not. Like I said, I was listening to that um, science fiction on repeat. Like I was not, was not stopping. And the shit came out and I literally cannot bring myself to listen to them. I, I have friends who say like, you know, uh, well, you know, it's stuff you fell in love with before all that. And, you know, I don't know. I can't get behind that. I, I can't. I literally have not been able to put the fucking record on since. I, I can't get behind him or anything like that. Yeah. You know, I, I can't do it. Yeah, no, I, um, I had a similar experience last year with a band called Mooseblood, who I really, mm. really got mm. into. I was about yep. to go see them play. And then I read all of the accusations about their drummer and their singer and they sacked their drummer, but they never addressed any of the stuff about their singer. And yeah. I can't listen to it. I'm not going to listen to it. I can't support that sort of shit. So it's, it sucks so hard. Like that you like, I think brand new is such a difficult one because it's something that so many people like grew up with and it was all the way through all the music that we loved and yep. for them to, for him to be that guy's, it's obviously it's disgusting and awful. And you just, it's the, I, for me, I think the only right thing to do is just to forget the band existed, you know, yeah, it's, it's kind of what I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, and it, yeah, like you said, it sucks, man, because it, they were probably top three, top five for me, you know, because they're another one that all their albums, they're all totally different, but all really awesome in their own way. And then they came out science fiction and it fucking blew me away, blew my mind. I was listening to it every, every chance I got. And li literally days after that show, that shit came out and I put it down and have not picked it back up. I haven't picked anything back up, you know, and like Spotify, I'll throw on, throw them on a mix or whatever. And it just, it just makes me sick. Yeah. Skip it. Makes me sick. Thumbs down or whatever the fuck you got to do to it. And like, um, you know, if you really think about it <laughs> and you think about the type of dude, Jesse Lacey sounds like from his lyrics, really, you can't be surprised. No. You know, if you really think about it now, thinking back now and you know all the shit, it's like, are you surprised by this? And it's like, no, not really. But you know, you, <sighs> You don't think it's that. You, yeah. know, you don't think it's that far. You don't think it's that wild. You think it's just, you know, narcissism or whatever, which is, you know, <laughs> everybody's got a little bit of that. But, yeah. you know, when it goes that far or it's, it's that kind of stuff, it's, uh, it's just so disgusting to me. Yeah, no, I completely agree. A band that I love and didn't know of at the time um, was supposed to be supporting them in England. And they're a band called Martha, who I know you like, who right. yep, Martha yep. are not really well known. They're very small. And they got basically the biggest show of their career, which was to support Brand New on their UK tour. And the second it broke, Martha came out and said, yep, we're not playing anymore. Fuck that, we're not yeah. doing it. And I'm like, <laughs> those awesome. are people I need to listen to. That's people you yeah. want to yep, hear. Yep. And uh, yeah, they're a good band and people should check them out. And Nada Surf yeah. and not Brand New. <laughs> not brand new yeah. anymore. They're cancelled. Yeah, brand new's fucking cancelled. They're done. Kicking lyrics right through your brain when you hear this saying, "You be right as rain." What is a sentimental song for you? And if you don't mind sharing a story, why? I think I said lookers for this, right? You I did. said uh, yeah. Menzingers. Yeah. Uh, well, I only recently got into the Menzingers, so it's not like this um, whole deep thing about when I was a kid or anything like that. Which is funny because a lot of the music that I listen to now is music from then. You know, music from being a kid, like like the story about the Saves a Day record and all that and getting into all that. I, I could talk about that or whatever, but I, I recently got into the Menzingers, but I like 
them a lot because they're not from New Jersey. They're from, I think, like the Turkey Hill area of um, Pennsylvania or whatever. But they played in New Jersey constantly because, like you said earlier, New Jersey had this massive scene, you know, and they're like, I think they're around my age or a little older. So they've probably been around a while, but I, I never really got to check them out until recently. Like my friend, I have this friend named Sean who uh, just like super into music. I mean, even more into music than me. Probably the only dude I know that <laughs> that I'm friends with that's like even more into more of an eclectic, just everything. Loves music, just super into music. And he's been telling me about them for years and I just like never gave him a chance. But like now... Um, I listen to them and I just, their lyrics are all about the old days and like, <laughs> you know, everybody kind of, once you get to be like over 30 or whatever, you start thinking about, you know, your twenties and like even before that and then, you know, all the old days and shit. And like now I listen to them and Lookers is about New Jersey. Like it's, it's, um, you know, they mentioned Wonder Bar, which is in Asbury Park, which is, you know, one of the more famous cities in the scene, in New Jersey. And the reason I, I picked Lookers, honestly, though, is because the Menzingers now make me think of my grandma who uh, passed away, like, um, early September, the first weekend of September. Just like, just cause it, like, we didn't like, me and grandma didn't like sit around listening to the band singers or anything, but like, they just like, they sing about the old days and like, you know, I, um, she was kind of like the matriarch of the family and all that. And like, you never, you never really think about, um, what's going to happen when she's not there anymore. And, uh, you know, our family's going through, you know, a pretty hard time now. And I just like listen to any men singers, uh, song or album now. And I, I think of the old days cause that's what they would mostly sing about and, it's just kind of like, you know, she was there in the old days and like she was there for like all the shows and stuff that we did when we were in bands. And, you know, she'd, she'd buy the uh, CDs and things to support us and all that. And, and uh, just, it just makes me happy to, to um, listen to them. And, you know, it makes you, it makes you crushingly sad as well. But um, <laughs> like, I don't know, it, it just makes me think of her and uh, you know, it makes me feel better about everything that's going on. That, I mean, it's a hard to say back to that. I mean, I live... I know, it's a, it's a yeah. lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's, don't, that's don't why apologize. I picked it up. It's good, it's good. <laughs> I, um, when I listened, I mean, I, I similarly to you, I've known about the Menzingers a long time and I've not really paid much, a huge amount of attention to them, but they keep coming on on my, on my Spotify radios and stuff. And I, um, I listened to this song and as soon as you said this was your sentimental song, I was like, oh, this has got to be about his wife or something, because it's like, Jersey girls are always total heartbreakers. Jersey girls are always total heartbreakers. Do 
line and I was like oh right that's that's got to be it I wasn't expecting that story and I mean it's I, I I like asking this question to people because I like hearing all the different reasons things are sentimental to people and why right why things connect and I think like the power that like like you say it's not something you sat around and had the memory of like listening to it with her <laughs> right. but it's um the power of the music to be able to kind of transport you to a place where it it makes such a connection to someone who wasn't even necessarily involved in that particular like music with you at the time it's like it's it i think i think it's so powerful and it's i think that's why we all love music right 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 um i mean we'll move on um but I mean, because I don't know what else to say to to, to the answer. <laughs> well, it's lovely. <laughs> well, it's you know, um, I also it, uh, have you ever heard the Menzinger song Casey? Yeah. Let's see, I I think that might be my actual favorite by them, and it's for the same reason yeah. because uh, <laughs> it, it's it's weird, but it also speaks to um, the uh, fact that music can mean different stuff for everybody. Like that song is kind of. I, I've read that it's not really autobiographical to him. Yeah. They, they borrowed it from a buddy of theirs or whatever, so it kind of makes me feel better about it. Yeah. But, like, um, you know, it, it's kind of about, like, him hanging out and, um, you know, being with this girl and being happy with this girl or whatever, but it makes me think of my grandma because um, there's a line about, you know, her being a waitress and waiting for her shift breaks or whatever, and uh, so I would... You know, I would go to... My grandma was a waitress for... You know, she retired or whatever, but then just, like, went to go be a waitress yeah. whenever she felt like it. Yeah. And they just kind of let her do that, this Jewish deli she worked at. And um, so I would go there and just, like, you know, I'd hang out there. I'd, I'd go there with, like, uh, you know, flowers or whatever, and I'd just, like, hang out waiting for a shift break, and then we'd hang out for a little bit. Yeah. And whatever. So, you know, like I said, Menzinger's... You know, she wasn't there listening to him with me, but, you know, it makes me think of the old days with her and shit like that, so... Not to like drag everybody down or like <laughs> get it like super yeah. super, super uh, sentimental, but you know you ask so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blame me if anyone if, if anyone wants to write in with complaints, direct them to me. Um, I mean, it's I think it's it's lovely. It's I think you're the first person who said that the song reminds them of their grandma and like my I I'm I've gone through phases of being really close with my grandma and uh, it's. It's I can definitely relate to that kind of sentiment of I've got a lot of music that really reminds me of her. I remember once um, we actually had like this little book nook in her front room. It's like a little weird cupboard thing. And uh, in it, she was like, oh, I've got some old CDs if you want any of them. And there was like a Daft Punk album in there, like the first <laughs> Daft Punk album. And I was like, why do you have this? Like, so I, went, I took that from her house and stuff. And like, it's weird. Like, it's hard because there's, I mean, again, not to get too deep or anything, but like when relatives get older and like my grandma's got Alzheimer's now and it sucks and... Um, yeah. well, all that shit's happening, it's nice to remember all the good stuff about them, right? And, like, my grandma's a ridiculous individual and some of the stuff she did and said is hilarious and so <laughs> stupid and I much prefer to remember that stuff and every time I hear, like, fucking shit old Daft Punk, I think of... <laughs> finding it at my grandma's house and having no idea why it's there and like that's a fun <laughs> thing for me to think about so yeah yeah that's awesome it's, it's like... stop well, who's your favorite artist 
My favorite artist, see, <laughs> I used to tell people my favorite artist was Glassjaw oh, uh, nice. from New York because I fucking love Glassjaw. Yeah. But they uh, kind of have like a limited catalog. They're back now, but they, they went through all those phases where they would just go away for a while and yeah. shit. And, um, I think when I'm really truly honest, honest with myself, I, you know, in terms of longevity and all that, it's got to be every time I die. I, I love every time I die. I love every every time I die record. Like I said before, I love uh, Keith Buckley. I love his his lyrics. I think he's got the most clever, you know, uh, socially aware, biting fucking lyrics I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And you know, being a hardcore band, you know, you you could miss a lot of them. Yeah. You know, you gotta. It's one of those bands where you gotta look it up. You gotta, you know. I mean, it's easier now. Yeah. You know, obviously with the internet and shit like that. But when, you know, I, I've been listening to them since their first album and you know the internet was around but you had to like go sit at your um, <laughs> your dad's computer <laughs> in the uh, in the computer room and fucking look up uh, you know plyrics.com so you can look <laughs> up your punk and hardcore lyrics um, and then just sit there and be like super wowed by them yeah. just because like when I was a kid all I wanted to do was write uh, all I wanted to do was write music all I wanted to do was write stories anything yeah, yeah I, I just and lyrics have always been super important to me um and theirs are just incredible. I mean, you know, their riffs and shit, they, they fucking rip. Yeah. But, like, you know, I, I really relate to them because I love his lyrics mostly, I think. I like a lot more heavy music than I normally let on because, like, when yeah. I'm naming, when you know, when you're discussing music or you're naming bands or whatever, a lot of those heavy, heavy bands from when I was a kid come second. But um, every time I die, I just, they're so fucking hard and they're so... <laughs> They're so like in your the riffs are in your face, the drums are in your face. I mean, like, they've gone through a lot of like their rhythm section goes through a lot of changes, but yeah. the the two guitarists and uh, Keith have remained the same throughout. And just like that's just the songwriting, just songwriting in general, I guess. Like, I don't know how they do it. I, I never really read about like you know how you just know how some bands yeah, write because yeah. they answer questions in interviews or whatever. I've never read about it. I would have to imagine it's just. Jordan and Andy sitting there in a room and fucking going back and forth on riffs. I, I don't know. Yeah. Because that's the way it sounds. It sounds like it all comes together, but it leads with the guitars. And I would just imagine Keith, you know, fitting stuff to that. Because, like, you know, being a hardcore band, like like I said, you, you lose a lot of the right away being able to understand him. But then once you read them and you're, you're like, it kind of, you got to figure it offers him a lot more leniency with, like, how he can fit yeah. full sentences and, and paragraphs into his shit without yeah, having yeah. to rhyme it or, or sound yeah. melodic or whatever. I mean, they've been moving towards melody um, a little bit, and like I think their latest album might be their best ever.
weird. It's fucking weird for a band that's been around um, over ten years. Yeah. You know, like. What was their first album? Really... Was like ninety nine, maybe? No, two thousand one. Two thousand one. Two thousand one. Yeah. What's that? Last night in town. Yeah. Yeah. That that one's. See, and now like, I've loved Hot Damn forever yeah. and ever, and I think it's a perfect record. I I, I when I was a kid, I, uh, I would drive to school senior uh, senior year with it in my CD player on repeat and just I never took it out yeah. and I, I listened to it an entire school year Yeah. and I've heard Keith kind of I've listened to interviews and I've heard him talk about how he doesn't really like that record anymore oh, and wow. how he would do things different yeah, yeah so now I like get a little embarrassed because I'm like oh shit Keith, Keith wouldn't think I was fucking cool man like <laughs> Like I bet he would have liked it at the time, but now in, yeah. in 2018, I bet he would not fucking you know think I'm he thinks I'm kind of a fucking nerd. He wants me to listen to you know <laughs> the new stuff. But I mean, like with them, why I've got to say they're my favorite band of all time is that I will listen to the new stuff. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the bands you listen to, like you said, like with Green Day and shit, like where it, it'll just drop off. You won't you won't listen to anything past fucking 99 or 2001 or 2003. You know, these guys these guys released an album. In October of 2016, that sounds like they wrote it ten years ago. You know when they were first starting out and they were still hungry. You know, like these guys never top, never stop touring. They never go home, and I can't imagine what that's like. And that's, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's such dedication. Yeah. It's like they all got families and shit now, and they still they're touring, 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 and they're writing, 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 and it's all still good. And every album is good, every song is good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you uh, can you can you pick a favorite song or is it impossible to you now? That's that's uh, pretty tough. I could probably pick one off of every album. <laughs> um, favorite song ever might be shit. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I I just I, I I it's like I said. I still love Hot Damn. I still love every track on it. Um, I could still listen to that front to back. Um, I've Been Gone a Long Time might be one of my favorites. Uh, no Son of Mine. I like, honestly, it, on every record, I think the first song is incredible. I, they, they have like this incredible way of just opening up their record and telling you what that record's going to sound like with their very first track. And it always kicks so much fucking ass. And it's just like I could I, I had a I think I had a tweet one time years ago that was like I could <laughs> I could be on a desert island with just the first track of every every time I die album I'd be all set or whatever <laughs> I think that was even before the latest one but it still reigns true with the la- with the latest one you know it's incredible I um I some when I hear a new band and I don't know them and they've got like a bit of a back catalogue my favourite thing to do is check out the first track on their debut album because mm. I feel like forget singles that they might have released in the run up or demos or whatever I think like the first track of their first album is the way they are going hello this is us we're a band and this is the song that is gonna open up our debut album yeah and and the first track on last night in town definitely does that <laughs> I 
Well, fucking, it's in, it's so good, and it takes like it's kind of got this like quiet start, hasn't it? And then it just goes like oh, like for like two seconds, and it goes bam, and it like, hits you, yeah. and you're like, oh, oh my, here we go, yeah. and you know that the album is like it's there to to it's not playing, you know? Yeah, that one's pretty pretty in your fucking face. Mm. Oh, you know what? That a standout for them too. Now that I'm thinking about it, because I, I I tend to forget about last night in town a lot. I, I don't go back to it too much. I listen to it. I have like my favorites on my every time I die fucking rips oh, yeah. uh, playlist. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, Logic of Crocodiles is up there, man. Yeah. Logic of Crocodiles is is up there. One of my favorites, and that's another one that I I read a Keith interview and he said. He just got drunk and wrote a bunch of nonsense, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> it's not pretty deep to me." I, I didn't fucking know, you know. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, that first track, man. Um, Emergency broadcast intro. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And uh, it starts with that fucking Gwyneth Paltrow quote yeah. from Seven, yeah. and then it just fucking falls to the wall for the whole track, and it's fucking nuts. I think I saw Every Time I Die in like 2006. They, uh, I'm pretty sure they played at a festival I went to, and um, it was just an incredibly violent mosh pit and that's yeah. what you want as like I was like yeah. 17, 18 and that's what I wanted I wanted to be beat up <laughs> yeah they make sure of that shit they still make sure of that shit yeah. they'll still like open up the pit like um, I didn't see them until maybe last year or the year before I, I didn't see them until their latest album was out I, I just never caught them yeah as one of my favorite most consistent fans I sound like a fucking real poser because <laughs> I, I sort of hate shows because I hate people. Um, I, I hate being touched and stuff. So like, um, I, I I like going to shows for my favorite bands. But like now I'm older. You know I'm 33 years old. I, I'm not I'm not kicking anyone in the face <laughs> or anything like that. So, you know I I like to go to shows, but only for my favorite bands. Only for every time I die. Only for um, you know shit I listened to when I was a kid. Like you know my backup answer to that um, best show I ever saw was the 15 year anniversary of through being cool for saves a day. Like I stood in the back like an old man and just sang every word with them. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I didn't get to see them uh, every time I died when they were like, you know, the first couple albums, but yeah. like my, I wanted to go, they play on a boat here. They, right. they play, <laughs> they, they play out, they do this show where they play on a boat and they go out into the Harbor and like, um, just, float around <laughs> brilliant <laughs> and my friend went my friend sean the, the guy i was talking about before sean woodrow he he um he went both times yeah. i think i think he went to the second one um but he went that first time and i'm like um you know deathly afraid of uh water and boats so <laughs> classic living on the shore yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i even you know even though it's only in the harbor yeah. I, like i still don't want to be on a fucking boat so <laughs> I, I like chickened out the first time plus i had to work a whole bunch but um really wanted to go to the second one and then i don't remember why it didn't work out but i can't believe they invited him back because the first time on the boat my buddy was telling me that they like you know everybody punched holes in the ceiling and shit and like you know, <laughs> knocked all the drywall down and shit and like uh they got you know they got pictures from it on on their instagram yeah. and it, it, it looks fucking wild but like you know if you get kicked, he said a bunch of people got kicked out of the show so you know how'd you kick him off a boat kick these people? yeah what do you put him in the brig like what the fuck <laughs> Considering how much you love Every Time I Die and all their records, I'm intrigued to know why... I mean, well, I'm just going to ask the question, but I'm intrigued to know why they weren't your answer for the next question, which is, what's your favourite album? Ah, yeah, see, that, <laughs> I, I knew that would be kind of weird. Um, <laughs> so, 
Yeah, my favorite album of all time um, is North Star, uh, Pollyanna. I can't live with words like these to break the bones that hold up my sleeves. I got a tie, so I breath freezes before she speaks. Plus, just won't go far enough, so I'll strap my fist to a woman bomb and blow the bus stop through the parking lot and celebrate. I think it just, I think for me, and every time I die a record can't go on, because Hot Damn is very much up there. Um, but like I said, I don't feel cool answering that. No <laughs> um, and, you know, a, a Worship and Tribute by Glassjaw is up there too, because I really love that record uh, so much. And uh, both Saves the Day albums, um, you know, I, I, I call them both because they're like the only ones I still have to <laughs> You know, through being cool, followed by um, "Stay Where You Are," like that was like a one-two punch of being 14 years old or 15 years old, then 16 years old or 17 or whatever, and being like, "Jesus Christ!" Like these guys came out with the best record I've ever heard in my life, followed by an even better record than the best <laughs> record I've ever heard in my life, and yeah. it was you know it was incredible back then. But um, when I heard "North Star," uh, Pollyanna, I I don't know, it's it's <laughs> As a whole, it's just different for me. Like it, it's, um, I guess it would be, and every time I die, record as a whole for me, just because you can kind of listen to it anywhere in any mood you're in, like um, in front of people. Yeah. Like, because I have a lot of friends who won't listen to heavy music and shit, and um, you know, it just won't give it a chance. And I, I guess this is, I guess it's a funny answer, worrying about what other people think when it's my favorite album, but. I don't know. I just feel like it's more universally appealing, and like, cause like I can't listen. I can't sit in uh, the house and listen to every time I die with my dog, yeah. uh, Karen, because she freaks out. Like she, <laughs> she, she gets too wild. Like yeah. she can't listen to heavy music. So I don't know. Like it's just like every song is good and better than the last. And I don't know. As I, I, it's tough, man. I, I, I always go back to it when, I, when I'm asked what my favorite album of yeah. all time is, and, and it just beats out my favorite bands for me, it's, which is so weird. Yeah. But uh, it's confusing. I know I'm like kind of just talking around it, but... No, no, it's I fair. I think, <laughs> I mean, I'm glad you, don't, you didn't pick your favorite band as your favorite album, because personally, right. I feel like it's a cop-out when people do that. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I want people to have a different favorite album, because then I get to talk about two different bands when we do this, rather than <laughs> like, we'll finish every time I die conversations, like, what's your favorite album? Oh yeah, that one I just spoke about. Oh, yeah, cool, right, let's right. move on. Um, <laughs> No, I, I'd never heard of North Star because they... So this is a band like... You know I was saying earlier how like there's some bands who they're small and they'll never get out to mm. like the UK to play. I um, I was reading about North Star the other day and they... Um, I think they played one time. They came over and supported someone um, for like a really brief tour. But like they... It was a one-time deal. They, they right, weren't right. over here much they paid like five or six shows or something and then went back and like because of that like most of the the bands that like i grew up with with like in this kind of genre were bands who i saw by accident because they were supporting someone else or one of my right, friends right. saw them and were like oh you gotta check out this band and 
No one saw Northstar. I, I, I don't know anyone who's seen him. I've never heard of him. But this album... I never got to see him either when they were around. It's a damn shame. That album is solid. Like, yeah. I listened to it, and I wasn't sure what to expect, because it was the first thing I listened to when you gave me your answers, because like, I knew a bunch of stuff already. Like I knew every time I die, I had been listening on and off to Dikembe. I've been into Joyce Manor a lot recently. Obviously, I know Dookie. I know the Menzingers. Like... I was like, okay, who's this one? And I stuck this on and was like, oh, I like it. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It was just, it's a different sound to a lot of the other stuff that you, that I, that it's a different sound to what I expected to hear from you, you know? Mm. Um, and it was great. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, um, he's another one where like, I think his lyrics are incredible. Yeah. And like even the album that came out before that, is very very good it's just not not as good if yeah like it feels like they got where they were going with pollyanna and it's a shame because it was their last record i think they broke up after that yeah. uh like right after that and um but yeah his his lyrics are incredible um the sound is like you're right like it's it sounds a little different than most of the stuff we we talk about um liking but yeah. it's still got that like pop punk emo type sound yeah um but their lead guitar player is you know really awesome he's not just doing like octave chords and like boring bullshit he's he's doing some some different shit but it still fits into the melody and and everything as a whole yeah i I think maybe that's why i consider it my favorite is just because everything goes together so well in every song and then every song goes together well yeah, I, um, I I mean, I messaged you as soon as I started listening to it because it reminded me of two things. And that was the the singer, his voice reminded me so much of um, the guy from Boys Night Out. And the guitars reminded me so, like, so much of uh, The Sleeping. Um, mm-hmm. And they were, I mean, The Sleeping was a band that I, I loved in 2006. And I saw them play and they fucking, they're a fun live band to see. And and uh boys night out i'd never heard of until i started doing this podcast and will it was his favorite album was Trainwreck, mm. and I, I i love that album and it's been one that i go back to regularly now because it's incredible but those two things just merged <laughs> the second i started listening to north star i was like just literally as soon as i hit, hit the first track i was like oh fuck i think maybe i do know this and i like checked out i was like i remembered you said that he was a guy from another band as well and i looked him up and was like did he say voice now i don't think he said voice now (laughs) and like they fucking is such a good album and um just so familiar but different all the way through Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yep do you uh do you have a favorite track from it uh um either american living or Between Horns and Halos. Between Horns and Halos is my favourite track from it. Looking out of a second floor window Planning out my like you said about the first track on, it, on that Every Time I Die record like just hits you right away yeah. like just you know just starts right away no intro no shit like just like a snare drum and then he's singing and, and the 
guitars are coming, you know? The guitars are so cool in that song. It's just, they're so spiky at the start, and like, mm -hmm. they just hit you, and I don't know, it just draws you right in that song, I thought. It was like, so the album's really good all the way through, and then that's quite, kind of near the end, and like, to me, it just kind of picked it right back up again, and just like, right, it yep, took it to a exactly, new level, yeah. and it was just, it, like, you know what it's like, sometimes you'll put an album on, you're not really listening to it, it's kind of on in the background, like I'll be at work and I'll have my headphones on, I'm not super paying attention. And then every now and then a song comes on and I'm like, whoa, what am I listening to? Like, I checked that out. Yeah. And it was like that for me, like I was I was at work, I put it on, I was listening, I was enjoying it, but not really concentrating. And then as soon as that song came on, I was like, oh, what, what was this I was listening to again? And I looked, I was like, fuck, <laughs> these guys, yeah. he made a good choice. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, that song, like you said, like comes in pretty late, and it's like you know that could be that could be the first song on the album, that yeah. could be the second, you know, and it, and it would wherever you put that song on that album, it would really fit yeah. and be good. But it, is that is that the one? Is it right after the acoustic one? I don't know. Uh, it's either right right after or right before. It's uh, um, two zero two. Uh, it's so there's I've got a track list here. It's two zero two to my better angel, and then it's uh, between horns and halos. Okay. Okay. So like yeah, so it starts to calm down with those two, and yeah. then like he picks right back up with that one. Yeah, and then I think like Digital Me is another one that, it, again, that starts like straight where it needs to go. Mm -hmm. Like it's, there's no build up to that song; it just gets straight into it. And I think like that really sets you off for the the end of the album. Those last three tracks, it really like like you say they bring it down a bit with the acoustic track, and then they just those last three just like ramp it right back up and just hit you hard and make you want to yeah. start the album again as soon as it's finished. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, All right. Okay, so I think like by this point we have a fairly good idea of your music tastes, generally like what you are most into. Um, bearing all that in mind, like the sort of stuff that you might expect you to be into, is there anyone who you think you should like but you just can't get into them? <laughs> um. I've always had this weird aversion to um, me without you. I've just never, I just never liked them. And uh, everyone I know that likes all the same stuff I do really likes me without you. And I just, I cannot fuck with that. <laughs> I, he's got, it, and it's funny too because he's got really good lyrics and really like deep lyrics yeah. and like shit like that. But like he's also just kind of talking. I was looking at the leaves. I don't mind because I really like um, I recently got into in recent years um, what's their name uh, uh, the dudes who did Rooms of the House um, La Dispute that one yeah La Dispute yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> he kind of taught I mean they're harder like yeah. they're not they don't they don't sound like me without you but they'll they're put on like mixes with me without you a lot because he does a lot of talking yeah but it's over like harder music and, and I can kind of like get behind that you know, he talks and he screams, but like, me without you, I, I don't know, man. I, every every time anyone will put them on at a party when we were growing up or whatever, I just be like, ah, turn this shit off, man. I, I just don't like this. I um, 
Uh, there are another band that came to me because of this podcast and will again recommended he them would to like me. them yeah and uh, <laughs> I gotta say the track Tie Me Up Untie Me off of Catch Us For The Foxes is I I, I mean I'm not a super big Me About You fan by any means and I mean the way they spell their name pisses me off but <laughs> well you know why they do that but why would the no go with on the capital me, y? why God because they're, they're a Christian band they're that they, me without you is you is God. Oh, well, I like that's, them a lot that's less another now. thing. Yeah, that's another thing I can't <laughs> fuck with. That's why. <laughs> well, this changes everything. <laughs> yeah, that's why they do that. I read that once. Ah, <laughs> oh. well, I mean, I was gonna say "Tie Me Up on Time" and "Catch for the Foxes." Good song, good album, and like I enjoy that. But now, now I know what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I um. Well, you know what? Honestly, if I were to listen to them now, like like I said. I don't even know that song you're talking about because yeah. I never gave him a chance because I would hear certain songs from friends or parties or whatever and I'd be like, I turn his shit off, man. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't imagine them coming on at a party and killing. Do you know what I mean? They're, right. they're not that sort of band. you got to like, right, right. they're the sort of band that you want to sit in the dark with your headphones on and listen to them and just enjoy it because, I mean, maybe you just wouldn't enjoy it. So maybe yeah. don't do that. But well, it's, you know, like I was going to say, like, now I probably would. I, I probably, if I gave them a chance now, I'd probably enjoy them at least a little bit. I mean, I like, I like, I, I'm starting to like folksier, more Americana shit yeah. now, and that's kind of where they're at. Yeah. Um, but like when I was a kid, like I was like, ah, this ain't hard. What's that? An acoustic guitar? Ah, fuck that. And it, you know, like <laughs> at the time, I just I couldn't mess with it. Like I heard a song the other day from them that they put on Spotify, puts on a mix all the time. It's like. Um, the crow and the fox or some yeah, shit yeah. like that. The donkey and the donkey and the whatever. And I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like it was, it was pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Right. I've got some questions that are quick fire questions and you just gotta say what comes in your head. There's five of them. Uh, what's the song that makes you dance? It's a song that makes me dance. Yeah. The Less I Know the Better by Tame Impala. Nice. What's the song that makes you sing? As your ghost takes flight, saves the day. What's the song that makes you cry? Uh, the Gambler by Fun. What's the song to work out to? Um, heavy shit. I work out the heavy shit. Uh, Should Have Stayed in the Shallows by Fear Before the March of Flames. And uh, last one, bit of a sexy question. Uh, <laughs> what's the song to make out to? <laughs> make out to? Uh, Kite by uh, Copeland. Nice. You're the only person who's just like fired from. Everyone else has dicked around <laughs> really? and bought time. That's what you told me to do. Yeah, I mean, you follow instructions. That's what we like. I really like music. <laughs> you got your answers. They're just there, just ready to go. <laughs> okay, um, those are the, the questions mostly. So um, how do people find you online? Uh, well, I'm on Twitter at Yucky Tom, spelled just like it sounds. Yep, Yucky Tom. <laughs> and um, I am like writing music under the name uh, Grimwood Hollow. So I'm at Grimwood Hollow, G R I M W O O D H O L L O W. Uh, it's my quote unquote band, but it's all me. Nice. I don't have anybody else in it with me yet. So uh, you mentioned to me you were writing a concept album. Yeah. Do you care to 
shed any light on what what's going on there? Uh, sure. It, uh, um, you don't have to I'm if not, you're not ready to. I, no, I, I'll talk about it. I, I'm pretty sure it's pretty corny, but um, like, um, I, I don't have like much of a sounding board for it, except a couple people. Um, it's uh, it's a western. Yeah. Um, it's um, sort of it's it's really influenced by uh, like one single episode of Twilight Zone. I really like Twilight Zone. Right. Uh, there's an episode where it's called Mr. Garrity in the Graves. And it's an episode where a stranger rides into this Western town and he tells everyone, um, yeah, he holds the town ransom and, and wants some, um, I think money. I can't remember. He wants money or whatever and tells them if they don't give it to him, he's going to, you know, raise the graveyard and everyone's going to come back to life or whatever. So, um, I just always really love that. And it turns out he's like a, a grifter who can't do it or whatever. Yeah. He's just a, you know, bullshitter. But the whole, the whole episode's about like the townspeople kind of like being like, oh shit, if this guy comes back to life, then he's going to tell everyone what I was doing with oh, his nice. wife or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like everyone thinking like it's everyone, it's all inner monologue and shit like that. And, um, it's really good. And then like at the end, um, you know, spoiler, but <laughs> you know, he, he thinks he's a, grifter or whatever but when he's leaving town with his dog or whatever he um the whole graveyard wakes up and starts like approaching the town um so it's kind of like influenced by that it's kind of influenced by um different stuff like uh um i've been writing it for like eight or nine years so like (laughs) um when i first started writing it i I was playing a lot of uh red dead redemption the first one yes (laughs) so there was a lot of western stuff in my mind so mainly a quick synopsis i guess you're probably gonna want to cut all this out (laughs) i'm just like really into it like you know my favorite two subjects to talk about are music and me so um, (laughs) so it's basically just this guy rides into town um it sort of turns out they sort of find out this guy's kind of like you know a demon or whatever and he's he's bad news and shit and it's you know and and then um the protagonist rides into town it's a whole thing and they they the tracks are mainly there's i think the plot is to do like nine or ten tracks and i've got most of them written in most of the scenarios written and like it just kind of goes through the town and the different townspeople of like being like trying to deal with this guy and get rid of him or whatever and um Every song is like a progression of the story, but there's also real world stuff, you know, double meaning type stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like there's one song where he meets the town preacher and it's called Perdition. And um, it's basically like an argument, you know, you know, it's an argument where one of them's going to end up dead. But it, it's the real life stuff is, you know, is there a God? Is there not? Is, yeah. is mainly the, you know, quandary. It's like, like you said, like I'm not a big religion guy, but like a lot of, you know, a lot of writing is casting doubt on different things that are like, you know, it's trying to explore different things, why people yeah, are, yeah. are believe so heavy in this shit. Yeah. And so like, you know, it, it's the antagonist who's, you know, saying there is no God. Trust me, I, I, I've been to hell or whatever. And like, you know, the, you would think the preacher is supposed to be the good guy, but it, you know, for like guys like us where we don't really believe it you yeah. know, you kind of side more with the 
the bad guy in that one. So it's yeah. kind of like, you know, it's all stuff like that. It's yeah. like super deep and super boring. No, I mean, I, I love <laughs> But I think the it. songs are good. I think the songs are good, at least. I fucking love a concept album. They're always so much fun. Like, I love... It's so much fun. Honestly, I love a concept album because I, I love writing and I love stories and I love reading stories and hearing stories. And I love hearing a band and how they weave a, a, a story together out of music. And yeah. it's and and how a lot of times in concept albums the music can really punctuate the story and has the tone to really kind of elevate it. And I love a concept album. So um, if people can find that online, then that would be awesome. I would love to hear it, and I'm sure all of the several listeners would too. <laughs> Yeah, pretty soon, pretty soon. I, I've, I'm, I'm finally, like I said, I've been working on it forever. Yeah. I'm finally making strides to like actually get recordings down. Like nice. I recorded two songs so far, and I've got a lot of time off work these next couple of days, so I'm gonna try and do a little more. Yeah. Nice. But like I said, the Twitter handle that Grimwood Hollow shit, it'll be there, it'll be posted there nice. when I do it. So. Oh, we'll we'll check it out. Oh. Last. Thing to say is thank you for doing this I really appreciate you kind of taking the time to talk about music with me it's been fun oh, no problem like I said I love talking music <laughs> I've enjoyed it it's, <laughs> it's always cool to hear different people's kind of reasons why they like stuff and you know it's um, it's been enjoyable and, and nice to get to know you a bit better too yeah you too so, thanks for having no, me no thanks for doing it um, uh, before you go do you want to recommend a song to play out the podcast uh, yeah I, um I've been listening to uh, Big Lie by Joyce Manor basically on repeat. I fucking love it. It's stuck Good in song. my head all the time. All right. Well, we'll play that now. Don't you ever feel lonely? Baby, I've been lonely my whole life. Girls can be kind of controlling. I want to be
before you actually go, this is going to be an easy question for you because I always ask after the playout song finishes, I cut in to say, what would your band name be? But you already have one. So <laughs> if you had to start a different band, what would it be? <laughs> What's your backup band name, I guess, is the question. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's this, yeah. Grimwood Hollow, we already know it. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs>